Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. It is Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Michelle Smallman and Mike Wells filling in for the guys today. Mike, good afternoon. Excited to work with you. And likewise, likewise, uh, we got a jam-packed four hours. A lot, a lot, a lot of football talk that I can't wait to uh, jump in and get rolling with. Well, first things first, Mike, we just heard the intro there with Tim Hasselback and Chris Canty talking about Peyton Manning becoming a professor, and you are a professor <laughs> at Indiana. So I need to know what type of, of a professor you are. Are you tough like Peyton Manning might be with the grading, or are you more easygoing and relaxed, like a I'm, I'm just here so I won't get fine Marshawn Lynch vibe? Listen, I, I'm laid back. Uh, I, I, I tell my students, I talk to them like we are uh, good friends. I talk to them the way I talk to our producer, Shannon Penn. We have fun, but when it's time to get down to business, we get to work, and that's how we roll. Like, Shannon and I, we clown off the air, but from 3 to 7, when when I'm on the show with him, we're all business, and that's how we roll, and that's how we do it. But, uh, man, I, was, I, I, I would love to take a Peyton Manning class. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. <laughs> The club horns. Uh-oh. Here we go. We are in the middle right now of our Play ESPN Fantasy Football Day. It's completely free, and it's easier than ever to do- join. You can sign up at ESPN.com slash FFL or in the ESPN Fantasy app. Go ahead, Mike. Sorry about that. No, no, no. That hey, that That is okay. But, yeah, no, I, I, I would love to take a class with Peyton Manning because, you know, living here in, in Indianapolis, um, I, I watched him play a number of years, and I think he would be so detail-oriented and – his dry sense of humor will probably have everybody on the edge of their seats down there at Tennessee. So maybe I should start working on a master's degree or something and uh, get into his class. Absolutely. I um I wonder, though, because he is so cerebral, he is so detail-oriented, and whatever he does, he's going to throw his all into. I wonder if his class would be almost impossible. You know what I mean? How like Kobe Bryant, Phil Jackson had to say, listen, not everybody is going to be able to match your output at all times. You've got to have the self-awareness to realize you're on one plane and everybody else is on a different plane. Do you think Peyton Manning might be like that as a professor where he's going to be reading the papers or he's going to be hearing the arguments or the presentations and he's just going to be too tough of a grader? Oh, I, I think it's going to be very tough. I mean, you made it. You made a great example. You talk about Kobe Bryant, Phil Jackson, you know, a, Le, a LeBron James type deal where you know everybody's in the, down below and those guys are up above, and you can't conquer them because Peyton's going to say the same way I mastered the art of picking apart a defense. You're not going to master the art of getting an A in my class. That's how I can see Peyton Manning <laughs> uh, teaching this class down there with you know with those folks in the volunteer state. 
Well, Mike Wells, it's great to have you on the show always, but especially today because you covered the Indianapolis Colts for a long time, and we do have some news today from Indianapolis. Speaking of Peyton Manning, the Colts have a new QB1. One quarter of preseason action for Anthony Richardson. He was 7-12, 67 yards in that one quarter of action versus Buffalo, but it was enough for his head coach, Shane Steichen, excuse me, to make a decision and have him be the quarterback. Here's what it sounded like. You know, after evaluating, you know, training camp and the film and all that, uh, I made a decision Anthony will be the starting quarterback this year for us. Um, like the progress he's made, excited about his future uh, and this playmaking ability that he brings to this football team. And Mike, he was the fourth overall pick this year. We knew he had a lot of raw athleticism, a very electric and exciting talent with some areas of improvement. But what was your reaction to finding out that Anthony Richardson is going to be the Colts week one starter? You know what, I, I think when they took him at the number four overall pick, it was all indicators, indication was going to be that he would be the starter. I mean, Gardner Minshew is a journeyman veteran quarterback, but the Colts, it's all about trying to find a future. I, I'm going to tell you this, Michelle. When I left covering the NBA in 2013, I decided to come to ESPN to cover the Colts because it was Andrew Luck. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, Andrew Luck was that guy. He was the number one overall pick in 2012, and he was going to be the next franchise uh, quarterback in Indianapolis following in Peyton Manning's footsteps, and I'm, I'm going to ride his coattail. I'm going to live on SportsCenter. I'm going to be on the <laughs> ESPN.com front page all the time. Right. And then all of a sudden, 2015 injury started. 2017, he missed the entire season with a shoulder injury. And then almost four years to the day in 2019, Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck shocked the sports world, and decided to retire. And it has been a roller coaster of quarterbacks for the Colts since then. They had Jacoby Brissett in 2019. They had Phillip Rivers in 2020. They had the disaster of uh, Carson Wentz in 2021. An mm-hmm. even worse experiment with Matt Ryan in 2022. Right. Now they're in a position to try to hopefully get past all the journeyman quarterbacks, and built around Anthony Richardson. So it's a great move. They had to do it. He's going to take his lumps. He's going to struggle at time times, but let him get out there and play. Just see what happens and see what he can roll with because something to keep an eye on. If Anthony Richardson is a complete disaster and the Colts had the worst pick in the NFL, guess what? They can be in position to get Caleb Williams next year. <laughs> That's right. So they might as well figure out what they have in Anthony Richardson sooner rather than later. Well, why name Richardson the starter now? Here's Colts head coach Shane Steichen. Anthony's just been progressing. You know, the growth he's, he's shown going into Buffalo, you know, playing against a lot of their starters, you know, he showed great signs of, of improvement and uh, like the things he did. And it's an opportunity for him now to get a lot more reps with the ones going forward. Uh, and then we go from there. So he had been progressing, but what was his reaction to finding out that he was QB1? Here's Anthony Richardson. Honestly, I was shocked. I've been grinding, putting in work just to, you know, get the title. But, you know, it's not really all about a title. You know, I'm, I'm just trying to make sure I'm ready for the team. You know, despite, you know, being labeled as QB1, you know, I still got other guys in the room helping me, you know, get to that standard. So I'm forever thankful for them. You know, I appreciate them, and I'm glad. You know, I did get the nod, and, you know, I do have the, the trust in, the, in everybody in the building to think that I am QB1. So, Mike, we knew that it was a battle between Richardson and Gardner Minshew, but are you surprised that we found out at this point in the preseason that it was going to be Anthony Richardson, or do you think it was a smart decision to just get it out of the way? You know, I, I think it was, it was the best decision to get it out of the way. Let 
that Shane Steichen, the head coach, catered offense around Anthony Richardson's abilities because Richardson and Minshew are two completely different quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Now Steichen, so excuse me, excuse me, Steichen, um, who worked with Jalen Hurts last year with Philadelphia, can go ahead and put in the RPO offense. He can, you know, work on the passing game. Let the rookie quarterback focus on being a starter and not look over his shoulder and say, am, am I going to be the week one starter or am I going to have to wait my turn until Gardner Mitchell um, struggles? Now there's no question about it. it. It is all about Richardson and the Colts can focus on that and hopefully get Jonathan Taylor and running back Jonathan Taylor back at some point to help out even more for the rookie QB. So what are your expectations for Anthony Richardson? You mentioned that he's going to take his lumps there. There's always some sort of an acclimation period, a calibration period for rookie quarterbacks in the NFL. But what realistically do you need to see from him in year one? Listen, I'm not expecting Pro Bowl numbers. I'm not expecting him to be, you know, the rookie of the year in the NFL. But ease any worries about will the Colts have to address the quarterback spot next season. Show that, okay, quarterback position is set. Now mm-hmm. the Colts need to go out and add more pieces around Anthony Richardson, whether it's getting more wide receivers, more tight ends, more more playmakers for him. But they need to, for the first time since the end of the 2018 season, they need to say there are no question marks at quarterback. We are set there. Now it's about make, helping Anthony continue to grow and get more wins. And in order to do that, put better players on both sides of the ball. I am with you. I don't even know if, from a numbers perspective if there's any certain benchmarks I'll be looking for. But after you outlined everything that the Colts have gone through at the quarterback position in the wake of Andrew Luck's departure, I think stability is the key word. Just to know that, you know, you know what it would be, I think, a good place for them to be in is the way the Bears feel right now about Justin Fields. Yes. There are no question marks about Justin Fields. There are certainly areas of improvement that they would like to see, but as you were just outlining, they went out and got him a weapon in DJ Moore, a, a number one wide receiver. They they know exactly what improvements he needs to make this year, but they saw enough out of him last year to know this is the guy that we want to build around. I think if the Colts heading into next season feel that same way about Anthony Richardson, it was a successful year. Uh, I'm in 100% agreement on that. I mean, listen, let let Richardson get out there. If they struggle, hey, there's a Mark, there's a there's a wide receiver whose father used to play for the Indianapolis Colts, who was currently the best wide receiver in college football at Ohio State by the name of Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm-hmm. You put him out there, oh my God, there could be a lot of hope and optimism in the state of Indiana. Well, what about the division? Let's talk about the AFC South as we continue to discuss Anthony Richardson being named QB1 for the Indianapolis Colts here on Canty and Carlin alongside Mike Wells. I'm Michelle Smallman. Where do you think that this places them in the division? I know we need to see him play. I know until we we get a sample size of Anthony Richardson at quarterback, it's going to be tough to make a determination on exactly what they look like as a team. But when you look at that division, the AFC South, where would you place the Colts right now? I'll, I'll, I'm gonna go ahead and put it. I'm gonna talk about the team at the top. I'm gonna have Jackson, the Jacksonville Jag, Jaguars, clearly at the top, <laughs> and everybody else looking up at Jacksonville, looking up at Trevor Lawrence and those boys down there um, in, in Florida. But I, I just think when you think about it, potentially if, if Ryan Tannehill struggles, you could be looking at three quarterbacks in the AFC, three rookie quarterbacks starting in the AFC South, meaning Anthony Richardson with the Colts, C.J. Stroud. With the Tennessee, um, excuse me, with the uh, Houston Texans, mm-hmm. and potentially Will Levis with the Titans. So I, I think the top two teams right now are the Jaguars, and then there's a big gap between them and the Titans. 
and then there's an even bigger gap between the Colts and the Texans. Realistically, I would say the Colts just need to hope they don't finish last in the division. I mean, you know, they got the quarterback situation on who they want to go forward with, but I'm not sure how many wins they're going to get out of that rookie, rookie QB. But because they're not in such a, a tough gauntlet of a division, I do think that this is a good time to do this with Anthony Richardson, that there is opportunity for him if he does have a successful season to potentially make some headway, to surprise some people. No, yeah, if, if, if he's able to surprise and, you know, quote-unquote still a win or two, mm-hmm. oh, that, hey, that, that is a lot of positive. It keeps the pressure off of Colts general manager Chris Ballard, who is taking a lot of heat. In, in um from the fan base in this state they are they do not feel a lot of optimism out of him the reality is the Colts have Richardson has a great chance to get off to a solid start they get week one at home against Jacksonville and it is a home game against a team expected to win the division then they're going to roll to face the Texans so they got a chance to at least go one and one potentially two and oh to start the season and that right there would give a little excitement before they go on the road to face the Ravens in week three so for Chris Ballard's sake, the general manager who has been here since 2017, he's got to be able to buy some time with his job status. And in order to do that, Anthony Richardson has to, you know, potentially lead the Colts to six or seven victories this year. He's Mike Wells. I'm Michelle Smallman. You're listening to Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio, and it's presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Delvin Cook has reached agreement with the New York Jets on a one-year deal worth up to $8.6 million. They're going for it. Rodgers is not going to play there for the next five years. This is the move you make. You push all the chips to the center of the pot now. You've got Aaron Rodgers. You go for it. If you're a Jets fan, you got to love it. If Dalvin Cook starts practicing another week or two, that gives him a week or two to get ready for the Buffalo Bills, he'll be ready for that game. And I would imagine he'll be there starting running back that night. Well, we'd been wondering where Dalvin Cook's landing spot would be, Mike, and we finally have an answer after six seasons with the Minnesota Vikings. He was released earlier this summer. We were wondering if it would be the Jets. We were wondering if it would be his hometown Miami Dolphins, but he did land with the New York Jets, a one-year $8.6 million deal. So what was your reaction to finding out that the Jets adding yet another weapon around Aaron Rodgers with Dalvin Cook? I was like, what took so long? I mean, you had, you had Dalvin <laughs> Cook hanging out, um, at, at, you know, with the Jets and stuff. And I was like, all right, is, is he going to go ahead and, and sign there? I know, that obviously, you know, there was talk that maybe he could end up uh, with the Dolphins. I just think he adds another element to the Jets' offense with Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know, the former 1,000-yard rusher. And when you go out there, you also have, you know, you also have Reese Hall out there in the backfield. The Jets – could be a very potent they're going to be a very potent offense this year because I believe um, not only does Aaron Rodgers want to prove something Dalvin Cook wants to show that in a time where run you know the value of running backs in the NFL continues to get questioned if we've seen you know running backs not get their contract extensions he's he's gonna he's out to prove that he still has plenty in the tank and what better place to do that than with the Jets with Aaron Rodgers where you know defenses are going to have to respect Aaron Rodgers' arm and his ability to throw the ball down the field, which will open up things um, in the running game for Dalvin Cook. So there are still some questions about the Jets. People are wondering about the offensive line and the protection for Aaron Rodgers. People are wondering about the chemistry. When you put all of this star power together, how is it going to gel? Even though Aaron Rodgers is obviously a very seasoned and successful quarterback, he's still going to be entering his first season with a new team. There are questions. But Mike, when I saw this, 
I wasn't all, all that surprised, but I thought, man, they are really going for it. The New York Jets are really going for it. They have such a dangerous lineup, so much talent on that team. Bringing in Dalvin Cook, four straight thousand yard rush, rushing seasons and Brees Hall, by the way, back out on the field after being placed on the pup list. They've got a lot working for them and. We said it all summer long, but I truly do feel like the expectations are so high for this group that it is Super Bowl or bust. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not ready to say Super Bowl or bust, Michelle. But I, they definitely, obviously, have to be a playoff team. Not only just a playoff team. I'm not talking about a you know get to the wild card and lose. I mean, make a run to the AFC Championship game at least. You know, Aaron Rodgers. He's no spring chicken. He he's mm-hmm. getting up there in age, and the window for him to win another Super Bowl is getting smaller. So it it would have been better if Aaron Rodgers, if the Packers would have been nice enough to send Aaron Rodgers to a team in the NFC because the NFC is so much worse than the AFC overall from top to bottom. Um, the AFC is going to be, it's going to be tough, obviously with Patrick Mahomes and, and the Chiefs, Chiefs out there, and, you know, clearly Josh Allen and the Bills and then Joe Burrow and the Bengals. It's going to be hard for the Jets to do it, but they, they can't just be simply happy getting to the to the playoffs, they have to make a run, or it's going to be a failure. I I, I'm not, I would teeter on that line about Super Bowl or bust, mm-hmm. but it, I, I'm more towards leaning towards it. I'm just not ready to fully go that way and say it's going to be bust if they don't win a Super Bowl this season. So rational thinking tells me that you're correct, Mike. Of course, this is a team that should, based on where they had been, be lucky to make the playoffs, and their fan base should be pleased with that. But it just feels like with the defense that they have. Now you bring in Rodgers. You have all of these offensive weapons. You you know what Garrett Wilson can do. You hope he takes another step forward. There's all of this hoopla and pressure surrounding them. It just feels like their fan base won't be satisfied with anything short of a Super Bowl victory, or at least a trip to the Super Bowl. And it really does not help when you talk about the pressure and the expectations in the fan base. That is in the city. That it is in the city of New York. Right. I mean, they 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 expect. I mean, the Knicks. It's been so long since the Knicks have done anything, and still they get mad if they struggle. The Giants, if they struggle, we know what's going on with the Yankees and the Mets. They get upset if you're not winning. So not only is the, is the pressure on the football, you know, on the field for those guys, but it, it's the pressure of you know appeasing those who support the green and white. They know if, if, if the slightest sign of struggles. It is going to. It could potentially could turn ugly, a lot uglier than if it were in a small market uh, city. You know, when you're in a large market city like New York, every little misstep gets blown out of proportion, and that's what could happen if the Jets get off to a slow start. He's Mike Wells. I'm Michelle Smallman. And now that Dalvin Cook is officially a New York Jet. Maybe you want them on your fantasy team. We're actually in the middle of our ESPN Fantasy Football Marathon. It's completely free. It's easier than ever to join. All you have to do is sign up at ESPN.com slash FFL or on the ESPN Fantasy app. But coming up next, are the Jets the team to beat in the AFC East? We'll ask one of our insiders next. Keep it here on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Alongside Mike Wells, I'm Michelle Smallman. You're listening to Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. And ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. It might be 23 days until the NFL season officially kicks off, but we are all about fantasy football today. We're in the middle of our ESPN Fantasy Football Marathon. It's completely free, and it's easier than ever to join. Just sign up at ESPN.com slash FFL or in the ESPN Fantasy app. And we have a big fantasy football draft happening tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on ESPN. 10 teams, 12 rounds, and one of the people who will be participating in that draft tonight joins us right now, our ESPN NFL insider, Dan Graziano. Dan, thanks for taking some time away from your draft prep strategy to yeah. join us. But uh, let us let us know as you enter this big draft tonight what your mindset is like. How, how are you planning to attack this? Uh, I'm going to be aggressive. Uh, I think what I'd really like to do is, is, uh, is make the picks uh, as many picks as I can that, that crush the hopes and dreams of my opponents. Uh, I want I want to see tears and anger on the faces of people that were going to pick that guy like two picks later, and, and that'll be that'll be how I know I've had a successful night. So I'm doing the best I can. I'm reading up all this stuff. Uh, fortunately, uh, a lot of the people in the draft are uh, 
our fantasy football content creators for our company so I can read about who they like and uh, listen to their podcasts. So uh, they don't know who I like, but I have some intel on them. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to dive right in. I'm the new guy, and I want to announce my presence with authority. Hey, so, so brother Graz, I got to ask you this, man. You're the new guy in, in this group. So, do you get the number one overall pick? I do not. Uh, I get the last pick, uh, number ten in the uh, in, in a in a ten team league. So, um, I, I you know there's a special strategy that goes along with that. You get the tenth, and you also get the eleventh. So, I've been doing my mock drafts, sliding in there at number ten, and, and seeing who falls to me. And uh, I'm I'm curious as always to see how it shakes out. Um, uh, and, and you know, it's always surprises in the draft. And you'll and you'll definitely say he's the guy you had pegged in that spot the entire time, like oh, the yeah. other general manager <laughs> just, in April, just like NFL GMs do. Yeah. So so here, this is my pre-draft press conference, right? They all have the pre-draft press conference where they don't give away anything, they don't tell you who they like, and then afterwards they tell you this was the guy all along. We took the best player available, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, <laughs> well, I got, I'm, I'm ready to go. Yeah. I know you're locked in, Dan, and we're going to be tuned in. The Fantasy Football Draft tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on ESPN. And you can also check it out because it's going to be simulcast on Facebook, YouTube, X slash Twitter, and the ESPN app. Well, Anthony Richardson might be off the board uh, pretty early. Mm. He was officially announced as the Indianapolis, Indianapolis Colts starting quarterback, early, or actually yesterday, by his head coach. What do you expect from Anthony Richardson in year one? I would say growing pains, Michelle, but I think we've seen quarterbacks come into the league and play early, uh, and we've seen creative coaching staffs figure out how to lean on what they do well and build off of that while they continue to hone the things that need to be honed. And I think there are elements of Anthony Richardson's game game that the Colts will be able to use right away. Uh, Obviously, I think he'll be able to be involved in the running game at a high level. Uh, but also, you know, the kinds of throws he likes, the kinds of plays he likes to run as a quarterback. I think they'll lean on that and they'll bring him along and then and sort of keep feeding him the stuff that he needs to improve on uh, as we go along. And I think that you've seen some recent examples. Jalen Hurts is an example of a guy in Philadelphia who, you know, they called the game differently for him, you know, in year two than they did in year three, right? And, and, and uh, I think that's a reflection of his ability to identify um, – what he needed to work on and then spend his off seasons working on it. So I think Anthony Richardson is very exciting. He can do a lot of things on a football field. I think that the key to his development in the cold season is going to be, um, you know, how well the coaching staff does with identifying here's what we can do with him. Here's what we can't do with him yet. And here's how we work around that. And you mentioned the yet part, how much easier will things get for head coach Shane Steichen and obviously Anthony Richardson if and when Jonathan Taylor gets back on the football field, yeah. the Colts, if he even comes back to me and uh, come back, comes back to the Colts. That would be helpful. Would it not? I mean, that's a, that's what you call a, a great player there. And, and he is somebody that makes the whole team better around him. I'm sure that's part, that's part of the point he's making, right? <laughs> Wanting a new contract that they don't want to give him. But uh, yes, I think, especially if, as we assume, especially if they're going to be run heavy, right, behind a quarterback that, that is, is probably an excellent runner right now but probably needs work as a passer like a lot of young quarterbacks do, uh, then obviously you want your running game to be as developed as possible and as, as diverse as possible. And, and, and Jonathan Taylor would be somebody who obviously would, would help with that, and, and they'll miss him if he's not there. Um, I think uh, that's a situation, Mike, where 
I don't know how it's going to play out. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I, you know, they've said they're not going to trade him. They said they're not going to extend him. But, you know, the longer it goes, the more you wonder um, if it's a situation that, that they might just sort of decide to, if they get the right kind of offer, um, sort of be over and done with. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Graz. I was going to ask you that you've covered the NFL for a long time, and and it seems like with the Jonathan Taylor situation that Taylor's playing his leverage because he knows how much the Colts need him on the football field to help the transition for for the rookie quarterback and Anthony Richardson. And on the Colts side of things, you see how we've seen how the values of running backs have dropped down. How tough is it to find the middle ground between these two parties when you clearly both sides are trying to play play the leverage game on their side? It's extremely tough. And, and Mike, I think you remember three years ago, there was, there was a whole collection of running backs that got extensions in the 2020 offseason. And McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey got his first, and it still stands as the highest you know, per year average. But that same, a little bit later that offseason, you saw Dalvin Cook and Joe Mixon and Alvin Kamara and, and uh, Derek Henry all sign extensions. And Kamara got a little more than the rest, but but they you know for Cook and Henry and Mixon they were they were able to find this sort of zone, this sort of like you know twelve million dollar a year kind of zone where where everybody sort of agreed this is what this sort of you know middle to upper class of running back should be making right now. Um, right now the market does not favor any of these guys because the consensus seems to be the right thing to do is to pay them nothing. Uh, so you see guys like Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley get franchised and you see Jonathan Taylor sitting there uh, still waiting for a deal. And, and I, I think it's just, it's tough because there doesn't seem to be any kind of, there doesn't seem to be any kind of middle ground or any, any sort of path to a resolution because the teams can all sit back and say, look, we don't have to pay you this much. And if we were to let you go on the free agent market, you would not find the deal you're looking for out there either. That happened with Austin Eckler with the Chargers, right? He wanted an extension. They said no. Then he asked for a trade. They said, sure, go look for a trade. See if anybody will pay you. And he found that they wouldn't. So I don't know, man. Like, I I think they should be able to find some kind of middle ground with Jonathan Taylor, but I thought the same thing about the Giants and Saquon Barkley, and they didn't. I mean, they threw him a little extra incentives to get him into camp. But um, I I, I don't know. I I think it's as long as they're being hard line, which uh, the owner of the Colts, is being hardline publicly on social media, um, which isn't helping the situation at all. Um, I, as long as they're, they're feeling that way, I, I don't know. I think it's a matter of him deciding whether he wants to play or not. Last thing for you, Dan. Speaking of running backs, Dalvin Cook officially signing with the New York Jets, one-year, $8.6 million deal. What sort of impact do you think Dalvin Cook will make on this Jets offense? So he does a couple things for them right away. One, uh, they're able to... Um, go easy on the timetable for Brees Hall's return from injury. Brees Hall was a rookie last year that that was looking great. Then he he tore his ACL. So uh, they can ease him back in. Uh, You heard in the update there just before I came on that um, he returned to practice today off the puck list. So uh, I think with Dalvin Cook, they they can tell Brees Hall, hey, you know, take your time or we'll ease you back in, not give you a full workload right away. The other thing is like, you know, the offense they run is kind of similar to – you know, what they've run in Minnesota, similar to what half the teams in the league are running right now. But, like, in terms of their run game, they feel like Dalvin Cook suits it well, that he can be somebody who is a dynamic pass catcher out of the backfield. And, um, you know, this is an all-in team. Like, this is – they go get Aaron Rodgers, and they want to they win right away. Aaron Rodgers' window is not long. And so this is a veteran back 
you can probably compare it to when you know Leonard Fournette and Antonio Brown, those guys signed with Tampa Bay the year Tom Brady went there, right? They hope it works out as well as that did. But, um, yeah, I think he just gives them somebody that they can count on while they wait for their, their young star to be all the way back to himself. Follow our ESPN NFL insider Dan Graziano on social media at Dan Graziano ESPN. And, of course, check him out tonight, our fantasy football draft, 7 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN. Go get him tonight, Dan. Good luck. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm ready to go. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> we'll be tuned in. And you could also get in on our ESPN Fantasy Football Marathon completely free, easier than ever. Just sign up at ESPN.com slash FFL or in the ESPN Fantasy app. Alongside Mike Wells, I'm Michelle Smallman. And coming up next... Do you want James Harden on your team? We'll answer it. Keep it here on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Daryl Boring is a liar. This battle has been going on largely behind the scenes all summer, really from the day that James Harden picked up his player option on this season instead of declining. James Harden is the NBA equivalent of a guy who's on the verge of his fourth marriage. And I don't think he should be blaming Maury. I think he should be blaming himself. This is not 2018. I don't think teams are clamoring for James Harden the way they were four or five years ago. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. He's Mike Wells. I'm Michelle Smallman. And James Harden is not a happy camper. We know that after opting in, he wants out of Philadelphia. And he was at an Adidas press event over the weekend in China. And he made his feelings about Daryl Morey and his situation in Philadelphia quite clear. Here's what James Harden had to say. Daryl Morey is a liar. And I will never get a article in the organization like he's a martyr. Let me say it again. Daryl Murray is a liar, and I will never hear part of an organization that he's a martyr. What do you think about this, Mike Wells? I know you are not Team James Harden. No, I'm not. I mean, listen, I, James Harden is one hell of a scorer, but he's also a ball stopper. He's that guy. If you just look at his stats, Michelle, you can sit here and say, oh, my God, James Harden, you know, he can get out, go out there and get you a triple-double. What he does is – He's going to look for a shot first, and then as the shot clock is winding down, 
you know, he's going to pass the ball and get it to a guy that's open in the corner who's who's been spotted up in the corner to shoot a three-point shot. But my thing about Harden is, t- tell me, where has James Harden won it? Where, where has he been mm-hmm. a winner at? That's my issue with him, and he has worked his way out of all organizations. I mean, he ate his way out of Houston to go to the Brooklyn Nets where he <laughs> thought he was going to be part of the big three with uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Didn't want to be in Brooklyn anymore. Goes to Philly. He's supposed to be the answer with Joel Embiid, you know, with the whole process. Now he wants out of there. He's calling Dor- Daryl, telling Dor- saying that um, the GM is a liar. Some things are better set, kept in-house. Keep things in-house. James Harden, I think Myron Metcalf during the, during the uh, intro this said, you know, he said it best. He's like that guy that's on his fourth wife. He's on his way to getting divorced again. Right. At some point, James Harden has to look in the mirror and say, hey, maybe I'm the problem in this situation. Maybe I need to be the one that fixes things up. I need to change how I play. I need to be the one that stops moaning and groaning every time something's not going my way and want to get out of an organization. So, yes, hell of a score, James Harden is. But James Harden is not a hell of a winner. And I want winners on my team. And I just don't see that in James Harden. I know that he's trying to make this as big of a mess as possible and force his way out. But I don't know about the tactics here, Mike. I don't know how he thinks that Mm -hmm. this is going to make him more desirable to another organization. Yes, you're right. He's he's a heck of a basketball player. But he's He's trying to force his way off his third team in three years. We The last image we had of him was scoring nine points in game seven, scoreless in the second half. And he, he, he opted in. So I don't know how he can call Daryl Morey a liar because he feels like Daryl Morey maybe was disingenuous in their conversations. What about you? You made a commitment to three teams in three years and are now changing your mind. So what does that make you, James Harden? Listen, James Harden in his last game was more. He 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 was more in the fetal position. More than he did not compete in that game, and that, that's the thing. It, when things when things are going great, James Harden is on top of the world. But once adversity hits, James Harden doesn't look at himself in the mirror. James Harden pulls out all ten fingers and points them at anybody. He can possibly point them at. He won't put him. He won't point it at himself and say, "I have to change mm-hmm. how I do it." Now the 76ers are in a tough position. I mean, how is James Harden going to be able to show up at training camp and show his face? How are the 76ers going to open the door and say, "James, welcome back. <laughs> Great to see you again. Let's get rolling again, and let's finally see if we can get to the NBA Finals." It is the, the 76ers are in a tough position now that James Harden decided to handle things immaturely. And call out, call out Maury and call him a liar like that. He handled it more like a high school teenager than a professional athlete. He did. And I know that his issue is with Daryl Maury in the front office and not his teammates. But I also think another repercussion of this is on your teammates. When you are creating all of this offseason drama and you're not preparing in the manner in which you need to be to go out there and get a championship so that you can get out. So if he does in some way find his way back, Mike, I don't know if I'm his teammate, if I'm super thrilled to have him there, even though I know we're a better team with him on the court. It's It's got to be a frustrating position for not only the front office to be in, but for his teammates as well. I mean, listen, Joel Embiid goes out and wins the MVP finally, and now he's dealing with this. Instead right. of trying to build off of his success and the team's success, he's dealing with a disgruntled teammate. Not a good situation in Philly. 
He's Mike Wells. I'm Michelle Smallman. And coming up next here on Canty and Carlin, after a resolution with Zach Martin and his contract dispute, are the Cowboys all out of excuses? We'll discuss it next, so keep it right here on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.